Welcome back to the Girls Who Live podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Chelsea. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Hope you guys have a wonderful start to your weekend. Oh yeah. This is our second take of this intro. <laughs> so I had to go play Dr. Mom slash Dr. Sarah. Um, since Avery got a scratch. And it, it was the, the end of the world. End of the world. The end of the world. So we're back. We're here. We're ready to go. We're juggling all the things. All the things. It's been a day. <laughs> it has been a day, but we are here to give you some positive vibes on your Friday. Positive vibes. Answer some questions. Get talk our about take. All the things. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. How have you? How's your week been? It's been a little crazy, a little hectic, but it's been good. Uh, we're here. <laughs> haven't been able to do any forms of exercise, typically, um, like I have been, but usually I try to get in at least one before Friday, so yeah. I'm sure I'll probably get something in, but I am golfing tomorrow. I joined nice. in Ladies League, so excited to do that. That's a movement there. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, even if I use a cart. <laughs> yeah. You're still using your core oh, yes. to really swing and haven't swung a club since November. You so still we'll have s- to walk the couple of steps from the cart from the to cart. the yeah. tee, the, is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, tee box or wherever, wherever your ball you is it. at or up to the putting green. So yeah. I will get a little bit of exercise for sure. But and it'll be nice just to like enjoy the sunshine and the beautiful weather and yes. all of that too. I feel like we're at that point of the spring where like do I crack my windows because it's hot or is it gonna thunderstorm out of nowhere yeah I am over the crack in the windows we we're turning the ac on it's getting a little it's a little hot it's also a little hot at the gym um, oh I bet but you know we're we're doing great we're pushing through pushing through <laughs> gotta acclimate somehow so yes um but I love the warm I'm here for it. I'm ready for the sun. I'm ready for the sun. I'm having, like, my summer glow up. Nice. <laughs> I'm getting my nails done on Friday. I feel like I'm, you like... just got your hair done. I just got my hair done. We're back to blonde. Um, I sat out on my back patio for a few hours this weekend and just tried to, like, soak in the sun. It looked great. The tequila looked fantastic. Oh, yeah. it. That's my toxic trick. When it's summertime or there's any warmth. I need tequila. And what did you have in that one? Because it looked really good. So that day, I actually, so the day before was Cinco de Mayo. And of course, you got I margarita. had to go out yeah. and get a margarita. Um, so I went out with a friend Friday night, and we always go to this place downtown um, that it's kind of like a specialty cocktail bar. Mm-hmm. And we have a friend that works there, and she made me, like, a mezcal margarita, which I have tried mezcal before and never liked what I've personally made with it, Mm -hmm. but whatever she made was delicious, so I tried to, like, recreate that cocktail at home, and it was, like, a watermelon, blackberry, mezcal margarita, and it was so good, Um, but I'm also, like, trying to look into more non-alcoholic vibey drinks. Yeah. For the yeah. summertime, because it's not realistic for me to want to, like, have a margarita every single time I'm in the sun. Like, that just doesn't align with my goals right now. Yeah. So I, like, have done some research on non-alcoholic cocktails, because there's something about the drink. You know? Yeah, it's something just about the vibe. feeling the fanciness, sometimes putting it in the glass. It's um, not only really about, like, the feeling that it gives me, it's just I want something, like, pretty in my hand. Yeah. 
With ice and a, and a pretty glass. And a fun and, glass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I totally get that. I've been, I did that all through this last few months. I just recently started drinking again, um, a little bit more regularly because I was trying to figure out some medications and stuff, but yeah. I really, I love hop water. It's a sparkling water infused with hops. It's non-alcoholic. It's delicious. I yeah. love the mango and the lime. I need to mix them because I feel like that would be delicious. That would be really good, yeah. Um, and maybe put a little garnish on there. And then I was at a wedding and this girl brought her own stuff. And oh, nice. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so good. And it's like watermelon lime. And I think the brand is like Hiyo, like H-I-Y-O. Okay. But that also looks really good. I've tried recess drinks, which are more like adaptogen based. So um, those are the ones that I've been getting on my Instagram. Those, I mean, they're okay. They're not like, I like hot water better and I yeah. feel like... Like the adaptogens don't really do a whole lot for me, but they're good. They're definitely yeah. like worth a try and see if you like them. Some flavors I didn't love, but that's just because I didn't like that flavor yeah. in anything, not because not of just the product specifically. Um, and then I know Blake Lively, Lively has some really good um, like mixers that you can do for like different, like especially margaritas or yes. Moscow mules and stuff like that. So, so I've actually used hers like actually in a cocktails yeah. for like actual like alcoholic beverages and they're really good like nice. very good quality things I just haven't yet made a mocktail out of yeah. them yeah sparkling water a little cute garnish sometimes it, a lot of times it's just the fancy glass it's just the fancy glass yeah it's just or the, the sphere I- of ice <laughs> the idea of just not drinking water <laughs> as we all know I'm terrible at <laughs> so how has your water drinking been lately as you reach for your water bottle. I'm on my second water bottle of the day. <gasps> Woo! High five. That's great. Yeah. I'm proud of you. See, you're doing better. As I take a sip, I go through phases where I'm, like, good and bad. But, like, especially in the summertime, I just notice myself get really yeah, dehydrated. More, so more I'm, thirsty. like, yeah. more aware of it. Mm-hmm. So that helps. That I'm, like, especially with me getting up earlier, too, I feel like that helps because then I'm like at work and I'm like doing it while I'm yeah you know like it just is easier for me to consume water earlier than in the day Mm -hmm. and then when I get home and I'm not really thinking about it it's like oh I've already had like yeah enough enough yeah (laughs) or enough for you at least enough for me for now right survive (laughs) and then as I gradually increase it will I'll need more obviously but (laughs) for now we're doing the best we can very good well I feel like sometimes I'm like, am I hungry, or am I just bored, or am I actually just thirsty? So, I gotta have to just go through that and be like, okay, I'm gonna drink a bunch of water. Okay, yep, I was thirsty. Okay, yep, I still am hungry, and... And now I'll have a snack, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which I also have been, because it, like, is nicer outside, I'm more likely to, like, go for fresh fruits and vegetables, Mm -hmm. and just, like leaner meats as well I don't know it's the, the summertime I just don't yeah. want hot food yeah so and then typically like the colder foods are sometimes healthier sometimes not it just depends yeah but I just like notice myself gravitating towards those things so I feel like in the summertime especially as it starts getting really hot and like okay I'm hydrated I'm getting all of my like vitamins and minerals from all these fruits and vegetables that I'm eating I'm like eating the rainbow over here it's just it's a whole I mean, fruits and vegetables do have a lot of water content in them, specifically, like, cucumbers, watermelon, you know, stuff like that (laughs) does have a lot of water, so that is good. I literally bought, you know, like, the prepackaged, like, Mm -hmm. cubed up pineapple? Yeah. 
So I bought some on Sunday because I was like, oh, like I'm going to grill out and we'll have some fruit with our dinner and all of this kind of stuff. And so I like fortunate I had some with my dinner. And then later I was like, I'm snacky, but I don't really know what I want. Yeah. But I want a little snack. And then I reached in and I grabbed the pineapple and it was like a, it was a good sized size. container. Yeah. And we had eaten about half of it, like the three of us mm-hmm. for dinner. And then I literally ate the rest of it. That's at awesome. like eight o'clock at night because I was like this tastes delicious and it's just juicy mm-hmm. and cold and it just it I was love to get frozen mango pieces from Costco yeah and then just like get a bowl and like kind of let it defrost a little bit in the yeah. summertime it's kind of like the frozen grapes where you're like can bite into it and it's like a little crunch oh little crunch but still cold and refreshing and oh that's yeah. a great snack summertime snack for me. even like the frozen stuff hurts my teeth sometimes well yeah you like let it unthaw for like I know but minutes. even when oh, it's like cold really if it's just really cold it will mm-hmm. hurt my teeth so i'm like okay i'll just have like my refrigerated grapes. there you go and they're still like that like crunchy crunch the little when you bite into it <laughs> um yeah so i'm excited for summer for all sorts of reasons Definitely. sunshine cute drinks fruits and fresh food and all sorts of things. I need to go to the farmer's market. Oh yeah, definitely. I know yeah. I live really close to a couple of them now. I need to check those out. Yeah. So. I haven't gone yet this year, but the one by my house is pretty nice usually. Nice. It has like really good quality stuff. So I'm like, cool. One of these days I need to go by there. Definitely. Yeah. I know. I think ours starts like, it's it's been starting on Saturday since April, I believe. And then I think they also start doing one in, um, in June they start on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think the win, well... The problem is they're always done, like, early in the afternoon. I'll have to go on Saturdays, but... Might be able to swing a late trip on Wednesday. Maybe. Depending on what time I get off work now, but it just kind of depends. How is the schedule change going? It's actually... I was thinking about this on my way home, because I was thinking about just what we've talked about in our past episodes and things like that, and I'm like, okay, actually, my, like, hatch alarm clock, I think, is really helping me. That's awesome. Because I've been waking up... Granted, I haven't had to get up horribly early yet mm-hmm. like for me waking up at 5 30 is pretty darn early oh gosh that's very early but I like this Friday I have a client at six which means I'll have to get up at five just in order to like have enough time to get ready and take Avery to my mom's and all of that before I get to work yeah and I'm like that sounds so early but I think that even though I don't notice that the alarm is like gradually mm-hmm. getting like brighter, brighter. I think my body recognizes that it's, like, sunshine, which oh, is yeah. technically, like, what it's supposed to do. Yeah. But it's not waking me up, like, just, like, immediately. It's more of, like, a gradual wake up, and then I let myself sit on my phone for, like, five minutes just to, like, let my eyes wake up, even though you're that's really, like, bad for you. We all do it. We I'll all know it. it's bad, but we all do it. Um. So I let myself sit on my phone for, like, five minutes, and then I'm ready to get up. And I, I mean, it's been pretty good so good. far. Nice. And I like, like, having my afternoons. Okay, cool. Especially in the summer, it's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, today we are going to get into some kind of frequently asked questions about fitness, about exercise, and just some of the things that we've, you know, actually gotten from specific clients that we've generally gotten from friends and family or just stuff that we, you know, consistently hear in the fitness world of, you know, what should I do with this? How do I do that? So we're just going to answer a few questions today, um, give you guys some more knowledge about, 
you know, if there's something you were curious about that we can hopefully help shed some light on and give you some guidance. All so. sorts of topics that we're going to cover And today. again, disclaimer, everybody is so different. Everybody is in a different part of their fitness, health, wellness, journey, whatever it is. So please talk to your specific, you know, personal trainer, doctor, physician, nutritionist, dietitian, etc. Um, if this is the right choice for you. But these are just general questions, general answers of what we prefer or how we practice with our clients. Um, but yeah, everyone's a little different. And even some of these are more personal questions, so it's definitely like what works for us. Correct. And that might not work for everyone. So just keep that in mind as well. Like, yes, we are professionals in this field, but that doesn't mean that there's not other things or other ways to do things. This is just our take. Correct. We're getting from point A to point B, and there are a lot of different ways to And get there. we're just, you know... Kind of, I was talking to one of my clients earlier today, and, like, we're just surviving out here. We're just doing what we can do to, like, yeah. do our best. We're doing our best each and every day, and that can look very, very different each and every day. Depending so. on, like, who you are, what time of the day it is, what year it is, like, it all just, the, yeah. all of the things. All the variables. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to kind of go through the questions that we have some on our Instagram, and then some that Chelsea and I have even thought of that we get frequently asked. Um, so I'm just going to kind of go through here. Let's see, which, okay, I'll just start at the top, but how long should I work out for and how many days out of the week? Um, and I think that the way that we've talked, if you've listened to past episodes, like this is genuinely up to you and your schedule. Like, yeah, it's not, it's, it's very individual. Yes. And it depends on your fitness level. So I would say if you're just starting out, I would do about two to three days a week. And I would probably do 20 to 30 minutes. Yep. If you're a little bit more moderate, I would say probably a solid three, maybe four days a week, maybe two days cardio, two days heavy weights or weights in general. And then if you're pretty consistent and, you know, you really are into fitness, then probably about five to six days a week. But making that sixth day an active recovery day and then making that seventh day a full rest day. Yes. Um, and again, you could probably go for a little bit longer with your, um, you know, more intense people or your more, I guess, I don't know. Like more advanced. More advanced. Thank yeah. you. Advanced is the word I was looking for. Your more advanced people, definitely more of the like 60 to 90 minutes um, per workout. And again, it depends on if you're doubling up, if you're doing cardio and weights that day or if you're doing them on separate days. So definitely depends on what you are wanting to do and, you know, like you don't like cardio. So yeah, that's a smaller part of your fitness is doing the cardio yes and it also kind of depends on what you're training for as well so if you're just genuinely like or generally wanting to you know improve your health and wellness just practicing healthy habits things like that then your routine might look different than someone who's training for a marathon yes so or try out whatever it is like maybe like bodybuilding competitions whatever it is like that's gonna look very different so for someone who's just like hey I just you know, want to get in the gym for my mental health. I want to practice healthy habits. I want to make sure that I move well when I'm older, that I'm making the most out of my health. Um, that could, again, be two or three days a week. It doesn't have to be super intense. It doesn't have to be super crazy. It's just very, you know, we're going to the gym to practice healthy habits. But then if you're training for a marathon, you're probably going to be running most days. Yeah. So it just depends on what you're training for as well. But um, and then also what you prefer, like what works for your schedule. It doesn't have to be super crazy at all. For sure. Yeah, so 
I mean, right now for me personally, I'm working out five to six days a week. Just my mental health needs it right now. Yeah, and I'm two. Yeah. Um, so, it, again, it's going to look very different depending on what your goals are, depending on what you prefer, what your schedule looks like. But just for, like, a general, if you're a beginner and you want to kind of start out, um, maybe try two to three days a week and see how that goes. And then if you want to increase it, feel free. If the two to three days feels good for you, then stick with that. And I love a good, like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday split Yeah, for especially new beginners or people just trying to get back into things or just generally, you know, wanting to move a little bit more because then you have that opportunity to keep your weekends free. Or if you miss a day and you do have the weekend free, you could choose to add that third day to your weekend. Yes. So you could do two and have a Friday off and maybe do a Saturday or a Sunday. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really good like split to follow. Just trying to do every other so you get a recovery day in between, which your body definitely needs as soon as you're, you start out. Because you're going to be a little sore. You're going to be a little tired. You're going to be a little more hungry. You know, you a lot of things are going to change. So it kind of gives your body that literal rest and recovery before you start doing it all over again the next day. Yep. And as far as like duration of the workouts that also is very individual so if you're doing a more high intensity cardio session you might only be working out for 15 20 minutes depending on what you're doing if you are picking up some heavy weights using some barbells doing more traditional strength training then you might be more on the 30 to 45 minute timeline just because your rest periods yeah. during that are also going to be longer than your high intensity training um so again it just depends on kind of what you're doing and there's no like wrong answer yeah I would just say whatever feels good for you don't try to overdo it right away yep um and one of the things that you might feel intimidated about if someone's like oh yeah I go to the gym and I lift for two and a half hours and it's like okay probably not necessary but also how much of their time is spent in the locker room how much of their time is spent sitting on their phone and not actually lifting and not actively resting and just you know Huttering around in the gym. people in the gym. Exactly. Like, talking to the workers. Like, Waiting for us, you know, squat rock, whatever it may be. Like, they actually might only be there for, like, 75 minutes. Yeah. Of actually lifting and actual rest time. You know, right. that other hour or whatever could be just them doing random stuff. So, yeah. don't necessarily be intimidated by those people who say that. And the ones who are like, oh, yeah, I go to the gym twice a day and I do two and a half hours of lifting. And it's like... Okay, one, do you have some sort of, like, exercise or eating disorder? Yeah. Uh, do you have an unhealthy obsession with exercising? Yeah. Um, or is fitness literally your job? You're a bodybuilder and you're aesthetic and you have to do this to keep it all up and you're yeah. eating the right things and resting enough and all of those things that help you, you know, do that. So everyone's so different and you just have to make sure that just because it works for them is not mean it's going to work for you. Right. And I think for me, too, like, it's so much easier for me to fit in five or six days a week because I'm like it's literally my job mm -hmm. so I'm already at the gym like all I've really got to do is find a break between clients or come in a little bit earlier or stay a little bit later but it's not like I have to take a separate second trip somewhere else yeah. in my day um so just remember like what is realistic for some people is not it may not be realistic for you and that's totally normal and totally okay yeah definitely yeah all right, next question. Let's go. Um, is it okay to train two ma major muscle groups a, a day, like legs and arms? Um, so more like full body yeah. movements, especially I think 
I get this question a lot with like, is it okay to train multiple full body days in a week? And the simple answer is yes. Um, it just, you want to make sure you're also giving yourself time to rest and recover and that, that you're, and that you're hitting all muscle groups at some point in the week, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, so let's say on Monday you're doing RDLs, but you might also do a bent over row. Maybe you structure your workout as more of like a pull day versus like, I'm only going to train legs today. Mm-hmm. Um, you might be hitting more of that posterior chain. All of your exercises might be that pulling motion. Um, and so you do that Monday and then Wednesday you come in and you're doing more of a push day. So you're doing squats that's still working your legs, just like an RDL would, um, but just in a different way. So that would totally be okay to do. You just want to make sure you either give yourself that rest day in between, or, you know, maybe you go a little bit lighter on your squat day. Um, just giving yourself time to rest and recover. Yeah between sessions. I definitely am one of those people I'm very impatient and I do know that you should be resting a certain amount of time in between your lifts and so I like to group exercises together not necessarily a superset but a way where I do legs and then I go do something arms and then I come right back to legs and then you know so I don't rest until I'm done with all of those sets with those two exercises so a superset of you know two different muscle groups yeah is what I typically like to do because I just get impatient and then I use my rest as me re-racking my weights and setting up something else and then I do the same thing over again yeah like with uh, you know legs or arms or whatever it is uh because I am I'm impatient and that's how I know I'll be most productive because if I start to rest, like, too long, then I'll just quit. Yes. (laughs) So. And there's definitely people, I have no problem resting in the gym, personally. (laughs) Um, But there's also the point, too, of, like, if you are only working out two to three times a week, um, you could structure your workout as in, like, an upper body and a lower body, you know, split. But it might be more realistic for you, especially depending on what days of the week you work out, to do two full body days. And so with that, like, maybe you're hitting a squat, a hinge movement, um, some sort of, I always structure, I, the way I think of this in my brain is squat, hinge, push, pull, and then core. That's just kind of the way I, if I'm going to quickly create a workout, um, that's kind of my go-to structure and format. And with that, that could be all sorts of different movements. So you could do a single leg squat one day, and then you could do a front squat the next day, and because you're moving differently, you're still working the same major muscle groups, but it's in a different... It's under different stresses. Yes. There's so, especially when you talk about isometric movements, which is just staying static in one position and holding it, and then uh, working, more, you know, power where you're moving quicker, and then when you're working endurance, you're just doing lighter weights and, you know, even tempo, and then where you could do more time under tension where you're working on that eccentric or that lowering phase uh, to strengthen just the muscle in a different way. So kind of what people call the confusing the muscles. Yeah. um, If that makes sense of just doing different, working the muscle in different ways and putting different types of stress on it, but still working the same muscle. Yeah. And with that, um, I'm going to kind of transition into another question that wasn't on our list, but I get asked this all the time is how often should I be switching up my workouts? Yes. And it's, way less than you think yes like especially if your goal is to increase muscle if you're working more hypertrophy training 
Um, just in general, your goal is to become stronger. You want to focus on the same lifts and it's going to feel really boring because you're going to do the same things week after week after week. But the part where we switch it up is let's say you're doing back squat every Monday and that's your major lift every Monday. You're going to continue to do back squat every Monday, but you might switch up the rep count. So maybe the first week you start with six reps. The next week you start with eight reps. Maybe the week after that you keep eight reps, but you add a little bit more weight. That's where the the confusing the muscles comes in. But what you don't want to be doing is like random workouts. Like if your goal is to build muscle, have a consistent plan. Have a consistent plan. Have the reps and the amount of sets. When when it gets easy, you know, add another set or add more reps and keep the same amount of set or add weight. Yeah. So there are a lot of different ways to, or have more time under tension. So instead of going with your normal, like one up, one down, or one up, one at the bottom, one uh, up, with yeah. tempo like one 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 I guess one one, be... one 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 yes <laughs> if you're using that tempo uh then you could consist you could go down for three yeah hold at the bottom for one go up for three hold at the top for one yeah. and that point where you're putting your muscle under more tension and more load is where you're going to see different changes so it's going to be a lot harder for you to do whatever say you're lift you know you're squatting 95 pounds or whatever yeah and it's going to be a lot harder under that tension you might actually have to lower and maybe take off those weights and maybe just do the bar where you're going just under you know slower tension yeah and spending more time there rather than just going up and down up and down yes like at a consistent tempo yeah um so great points there um I did have a question, someone, well, I guess it wasn't really a question, we were just talking about hypertrophy. Yeah. So, what that means is your muscles are growing, um, and they're, they're getting bigger. You're technically not increasing your muscle fibers, you're just increasing the size, size of your muscle fibers. So, I know that does get confused, there's only like two different types of animals, I think, that are, or mammals that are known um, by exercise physiologists or scientists or whatever, that actually increase their muscle fiber number so we are not one of those um I can't remember one of them's like a weird cat I think or something it's it's very weird I learned it in grad school but basically we don't increase the number of muscle fibers we have we just increase the size and so that's what hypertrophy means and people are like well do you have to go to failure every time to actually create hypertrophy or create that muscle gain and the answer is no and honestly it's probably just not I wouldn't recommend it because it's just not as safe especially if you aren't experienced you really only have to go to you know having like two or three reps left in the tank or maybe even one to create that same hypertrophy effect in your training so um, we had, so RPE stands for rate of perceived exertion. So it's a good way to measure how you're feeling. So one to 10 is usually the scale. One is super easy. You're not doing anything. And 10 is like, holy crap, I'm going to die. I can't do anymore. I could not do anymore. I'm literally going to drop it. I'm done. Yes. I'm going to hurt myself or whatever. Like it's so hard that it's impossible basically. And so having your RPE be around seven, eight, nine is a great way to create that same hypertrophy effect without worrying about failing. Yes. And usually I aim for about two. So an RPE of eight, so two left in the tank, because then I know, okay, I can safely complete this rep and I know I can safely do one more. And then my last one might be like 
uh, maybe not so safe. And so that's why I always like to stop with about two left in the tank to create that hypertrophy effect in yeah. my lifting. And then when we're talking about progressive overload, so continuing to make things more difficult over time. Yes. Um, basically, what I tell my clients is, okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, how did that feel? And if they answer 5, 6, even maybe sometimes on that 7, I'm like, okay, let's go heavier. Or, okay, let's do two more reps. And yeah. then once we hit that point of like, okay, now I'm feeling more in the 8 range, then we can really like stay there for a while until that feels easy and then you just repeat the process over and over again yep all right next question um also one that i get asked very frequently is how to meet your protein goal and like recs for meeting your protein yeah. goal um because that's a really hard thing to do sometimes <laughs> definitely and the recommendations definitely depend on each person and yes Sometimes that amount of protein is just not, doesn't feel good for you or your body doesn't process it very well. And I know a couple of people that have this like really rare like disease where their body just doesn't break down protein correctly yeah. and they just like can't eat meat. I, um, actually my roommate in college had that and Interesting. she had a very limited diet. I can't remember yeah. exactly what she could and couldn't eat, um, but it was really interesting to like go out to eat and like even eat at the dining hall and things like that because it was just so different yeah. than everyone else. She's so, screwed, basically. Oh, yeah. It, was, it really sucked for her, honestly, except she ate a lot of baked potatoes. I do remember that. And I was like, Love baked I potatoes. wish I ate baked potatoes as much as you do, because that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, like, my biggest tip for people is just to try to get, like, a good source of protein at each meal. Yeah. Same. Um. I like to make, I like to break it down, make it really simple and easy, not try to overdo it by any means. Um, just, you know, whether your protein source is a type of meat or maybe it's some beans or maybe it's, you know, dairy products, yogurt, cottage cheese, things like that. And you will find your groove too, which I think is really important to recognize because like, again, what I eat every day is going to look way different than what... Chelsea eats every day yeah um and amount and portion sizes exactly and, um and just personal preferences too so. yeah but I, I mean if your goal is to increase muscle mass things like that then you definitely do want to be upping your protein a little bit um so just being aware and cognizant of what you're eating and all of that good stuff definitely at every meal I like to make sure I've got a you know healthy or complex carb um not as many vegetables, so I'm not a huge vegetable person. <laughs> um, but some fiber to yes. definitely fill you up and satiate you. Protein um, and then some fats um, is is great way to kind of like build your plate is just having those four elements within your meal. So again, every day is going to look a little different. And, you know, typically I'm a huge breakfast person, so I will sometimes eat breakfast all day long um, because I like those that variety and sometimes it's just a bowl of cereal a simple bowl of cereal but it may not be the healthiest thing but but you can you've add got, if you have milk in yeah, your cereal do you have actual you've got milk your, you've got your carbohydrates from your cereal correct and then you've got there's protein in milk and, and fat. fats 
So you've got a balanced yes. meal. <laughs> and sometimes, depending on the cereal, you'll have more fiber content or not. Yeah, like some good old raisin bread. <laughs> I love, I do normally, so today I actually did have Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, I love Cinnamon, love cinnamon toast, toast Crunch. I will, you know, never go away from that. I won't buy the healthy kind. I'm just plain old Cinnamon Toast oh, Crunch. Yeah. But then I ate or had one of those Chobani uh, yogurt drinks that have 20 grams of protein. Oh, yeah. There so that's what I love to do is kind of like I have my like healthier option and then I've got my, yeah, I'm going to eat this no matter what option yeah. and still be happy about it. So yeah. I still felt full because I had a normal size bowl of cereal and then I had that protein to satiate me and then I had the fiber and the carbs from the cereal. And so. I will say just like it can be easy if you try um to just like sneak protein in so like let's say that I know I have a lot of clients that just genuinely don't like breakfast it's not that they don't want to eat in the morning they just don't don't like breakfast or they or they don't like to eat that early like right so it just doesn't make you feel good or whatever so I will be like okay but maybe get in like a fruit smoothie or Mm -hmm. something like that so where it's not feeling very heavy on you but then I'm like, but then you can sneak in a little protein powder. You can sneak yes. in a little bit of yogurt that's got some protein. You can use milk if you drink whole milk. Like, there are so many ways to, like, just sneak it in. So then, one, you're, like, getting a good source of calories, like something that's going to satiate you for a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, you're getting your fiber from your fruits and maybe even some, like, veggies in there as well. Um, and then you've got your sneak in your protein in, too. And Definitely. then you're not feeling like, oh, I have to eat eggs and bacon and sausage and whatever it is that you eat. Yeah. Traditional breakfast. Um, I personally love a good old breakfast, but... Me too. I know it's a lot of people favorite, don't. Favorite food. Which is crazy, but whatever. I know. Breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. Definitely. Um, okay. We'll do, like, one more question for today, and then we're going to save some... Um, we we want to do these question Frequently. Yeah. Like, maybe... Once, once every six weeks or so. Yeah, yeah once a month. Once or twice um, uh, every couple months or so. So, last question. I think this is a good one. Um, how do I prevent burnout? Ooh, yeah. And that can mean personally, professionally, workout-wise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all, all, all of, of the them. things. <laughs> and I think it's just having a good balance. Um, yes, and knowing, literally listening to how you feel. And I know where I especially am very good at ignoring how I actually am feeling and ignoring my burnout and then later I wonder why am I feeling burnt out why am I so pissy right now yeah (laughs) and it's just you know why didn't we listen take the time to listen to ourselves before slow down and or have that like scheduled self-care so if it's the chiropractor if it's a massage therapy appointment it's getting your nails done it's you know is it going out of town to camp and you know be in the wilderness and not have your phone whatever your self-care looks like just schedule it in and try your best never to miss it yeah because I feel like if you do start taking care of yourself more you're not gonna have near as much chance for burnout for sure I will say that for me personally like burnout was something that I struggled with a whole lot uh, several years ago and I've just genuinely felt bad for taking self-care time yeah. whether it was felt like guilty or whatever whether was. I was feeling guilty for like missing a day in the gym because I was in that mindset before and we never want to be there um or if it was like I feel burnt out professionally or I feel burnt out as like a mom like yeah there are so many different ways that I've personally felt burnout that it was hard for me at first like taking time for self-care almost felt like more work But now that I am in a consistent schedule and routine and I've found what I like and what works for me, 
I there's no way in hell that I would ever give any of that up. Yeah, like, no, I I completely agree. And it again, it's just what are you willing to do to you know put in that work for yourself? Like yeah, because it's you only get one body, so you have to treat it right. And yes, that does mean sometimes exercising, but it also could mean, you know, sitting on your couch and reading or taking a nap or taking a walk through nature or gardening or whatever it may be that calms you down, brings you peace, reconnects you with, you know, the nature and the world outside to help prevent just the buzz of life and the nonstop, you know, rat race feeling. Yeah, I will say too, like, I have gotten more in touch with like because I'm a woman I have a period and all of that but I I recognize like okay I'm starting this phase in my cycle soon so I am just going to be a little bit more in tune with my body maybe I need a little bit more rest um or I know that in this time of my cycle like I might have a little bit more energy maybe I'll schedule my more like social activities or high intensity workouts or something like that like just because I know energetically how I kind of feel during those times. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's something where you're like, okay, I know that I want to schedule a massage every third week of the month. For sure. Or and, whatever it is. And just knowing, like, during your period you actually um, burn a, up to, like, 100, 150 calories more than yeah. you typically would. So it is okay to feel snacky and eat a little bit more when you're in that part of your cycle and know that it's completely normal because your body is literally burning more energy during that time to get you through that phase of your cycle. Yeah. And then too, like, obviously that's a good, I think forces us to slow down a little bit because your body's literally exhausted. But then also remembering too that even when you're just like, okay, I'm just not necessarily feeling it today like you don't want to treat it as every time you're like oh I really don't want to go yeah is an excuse to not go but there's gonna be some days where like you really don't want to go or maybe there's another thing that is taking priority like that's also okay I think it's fun I have you seen those TikTok trends where it's like you can't have the 80 without the 20 yeah and I'm like that's so fun because like the whole point of it is to live a healthy long life it's a and to enjoy your mm -hmm. life it's a whole journey it's not just one day one week one year right it's a whole lifetime so if you're so like obsessed with oh I have to like be perfect or I have to do these certain things like be happy blah 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 it's like no like your happiness is coming from the things that you enjoy in your life like and another thing like enjoyment like find some sort of movement that you're excited about. Yes. I've never done Pilates before, and I'm excited about doing something different yeah. and doing Pilates. And it's just maybe you need to switch up things entirely and try a new workout class. I saw this, like, ad one time when I was traveling for, like, this bungee workout. And I was like, yeah. that's wild. But, like, if you need something to, like, get you up off the couch and kind of get you back in the groove of things, try a weird class. Like, buy yeah. a pack of classes. Or there's, um like like aerial yoga where you're like hanging upside down or you know a fitness class in the park or a run group or your cycle classes so I've been liking the cycle classes and I also have a friend that her and I both did I mean you did gymnastics too but um I have a friend that we want to do one of those adult gymnastics classes and like that's a great way to like totally break myself but uh, yeah probably (laughs) honestly but also like it's just a different way of switching things up so maybe you're bored in your routine and that's what's making you feel burnt out or maybe you're bored in your routine because you've been training for like 
certain aesthetic goals or whatever is there and you want to switch it up so maybe you're like okay like personally i've been trying to get 10 pull-ups unassisted that's nice that's my goal right now and i'm not anywhere close i know that used to be so easy and now i'm like i can barely do one (laughs) yeah i'm not anywhere close but it's like good motivation for me and i'm not burnt out on that goal because i'm like competitive in it and i'm like okay i can see myself progressing like i could do like two pull-ups unassisted pretty easily and now I'm up to like four or five so I'm like it's been a long time yeah but you doubled it but I doubled it and that's exciting and then it's like keeping me encouraged too so like finding something like you said that you enjoy or maybe you're switching up your goals and just something like like or reframing your mindset of why you're doing what you're doing yeah like I am literally just wanting to do 10 pull-ups so I can it's like party track it's like badass yeah yeah I love it well I know a lot of people with certain goals in the gym they're like I trained for this competition now I'm done, now what do I do? And yeah. it's like, you have to find a more um, internal meaning as to why you're doing it, rather than an external thing yeah. that you're reaching for. So it has to be very intrinsic within yourself yeah. to keep yourself going. And that can be really hard to find that, so. Yeah, but, like, once you do find it, then that's typically how you keep going. It's like, okay, maybe you did meet an aesthetic goal that you had, but you still want to be able to, like, walk up the stairs when you're 80 years old and not be completely winded. <laughs> so... Definitely. Alright, so that's all we've got time for today, but I feel like we did a good job. We answered some questions, and we'll always come back to more. Definitely. And if you guys have any questions in the future, um, please comment on the episode or hit us up on Instagram and, you know, ask us your questions if it is a little bit more personal and uh, specific, we can definitely answer it there, uh, just between the two of us. But if it's a more general question and, you know, you think that other people might have the same kind of issue or question or whatever, let us know and we can definitely talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely reach out to us at Girls Who Lift Podcast on, or Girls Who Lift Pod, sorry, on Instagram or personally at It's Balanced by Sarah or at Movement with Chels. I finally have both of our Instagram ads like memorized in my brain. There you go. Even though they're not that hard, like I always just like, oh god, Wait, which what one is, is it? it? <laughs> what is it? Um, yeah. So reach out to us on there. Follow us on Instagram. We hopefully will do another one of these question episodes pretty soon, so you can ask us more questions. Definitely, and it can be maybe we'll do a personal one next time, just the kind of like ask me anything sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and we can go from there and really get to you know know you guys a little bit better. Yeah, so for sure. Um. As always, if you have any feedback, any topics that you have that you want us to cover, let us know. But otherwise, make sure you subscribe, follow us, whichever platform you're listening on. It really helps us out. Um, We really appreciate it. And then maybe leave us a review if you really like us and you want to rate five stars. That would be fantastic. But other than that, that's all we got for you today. Thanks, gal pals. We love you. Thanks for listening. See you later. Bye. Bye. This podcast is sponsored by Tight Nutrition. You guys have heard me talk about Tight Nutrition before, and guys, I cannot say enough good things about this brand. They have such a wide variety of good quality supplements for any nutritional needs. Um, But one of my favorites right now is the protein shake, the white chocolate mocha. Oh my goodness, guys. 
It's so good. I made myself like a little white chocolate mocha frappe type of thing the other day and just like crushed up some ice and mixed it in and blended it up. And it was so good. It literally tasted like something that you would get from Starbucks. It was so good. Plus, you're getting the good quality, high protein filling up your day. You know the drill. We got to be hitting our protein goals. Okay, guys. So for all of your supplement needs, check out titannutrition.net and use the code GIRLSWHOLIFT for a 10% off discount plus free shipping. Again, that's code GIRLSWHOLIFT for 10% off. I cannot say enough good things about them, guys. They are such a great, great brand. (laughs) Thanks again, Titan Nutrition, for sponsoring this podcast.